Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spelled W R S D L I N G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti E. We're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hi. And welcome back, friends. Oh, my gosh. What a series of interviews we've been on. What a run. It's been madness. And as I said before, I want to reaffirm we cannot cannot keep this up surely but we're gonna enjoy it make hay whilst the sun shines or something along those lines and this episode is no different something a little bit off the beaten track the j crown books i know a lot of you will probably have had exposure to or if you haven't you almost definitely enjoy them they're fantastic books and we're so pleased to have managed to get the man behind those wonderful collections of all things puro matt charlton onto the podcast this was a wonderful conversation, right, G? Yeah, this was really lovely. You know, a little bit different than what we used to, because generally we're talking to sort of people more directly engaged in the in the industry, be it sort of wrestlers or commentators. So to kind of have somebody more on the periphery, but I think still serves such an important function to the wrestling fandom world and providing all this great information. It was just a lovely chat. And what a super nice guy as well. Oh, yeah, really, really nice guy. And such a talent too, you know, I... As you, you're here on the show, I'm lucky enough to have one of the books already in my possession. And it's one of my favorites. It's so interesting. It's so detailed. The, the pictures are fantastic. But I just love the amount of research that's gone into it. You can tell that these are that they're not heavy books to hold, but they're heavy books in terms of what's gone into them. You can tell that a lot of weight's been put into mm. the data and the information and the effort. So that's wonderful to see. They seem yeah. like real labors of love. Absolutely. You can tell it just kind of radiates, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, if you haven't already, do hope you'd consider checking them out. You can find the books on Amazon. We'll give you all the details at the end and on the show notes. But simply put, if you just type Matt Charlton into Amazon, you'll find all the books from there. Anyway, without any further ado, let's get into this interview with Matt Charlton. Okay, folks, we are back. And as advertised, we are joined. This is a real treat. We're joined by Matt Charlton. If you have had the opportunity to read the J Crown books, this is the man behind them. Um, We're absolutely thrilled to have you on, Matt. So thanks so much for giving us your time. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So we've got a bit to get into here. And uh, I wanted to chuck like a bit of a silly question in many ways at you first. But for you, which came first? Was it the art or was it the wrestling? As, as something that was kind of a, an important part of my life, I guess, um, drawing and, and painting was there from, from when I was a kid. Um, and then wrestling as a fandom kind of started in my teens. Hmm. And then you know, I made a few bad decisions and I, I ended up not having anywhere to, to live or not any, you know, no income. And so I, I needed to sell pictures to just survive when I was a kid you know all my friends were busking and I couldn't play a guitar so I, <laughs> I would I would sell you know drawings and, and um and then as a as a wrestler I didn't start learning how to wrestle until you know my early 20s so as oh. as an interest it was art and then as a profession it was art as well and, mm-hmm. and so wrestling kind of just always a little bit behind it oh wow so sort of art by necessity for a while then yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, kind of mentally as well, art by necessity, kind of always. Yeah. Mm. So that's very cool. Is it the kind of thing that is, it sounds like it's probably good for the old mental health, having the art as a, a big part of your life? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I, I would never 
and I, I'm not comfortable kind of saying you know, I'm an artist or whatever. I'm, I'm not. Mm. Somebody who kind of uh, draws the pictures I do to I, either to eat or pay pay bills <laughs> or uh, or yeah, just to to try and communicate with people in a mm. way that I, I'm not kind of able to do in in any other medium. Mm. You've got like a really distinct style as well. I was thinking about this earlier. If I saw one of your pictures floating around, you know, without your Twitter handle attached to it, I'd know it was yours. There was a, you know, you've got a, a real signature, I suppose. Did that take a long time to develop or have you always drawn the same way? No, no. You know, and, and that's the the interesting thing with with um, the, the wrestling drawings and the, the Shining Wizard designs, the, the Twitch or the Instagram, because I only really started drawing with pen when I opened the the account and if you kind of scroll all the way all the way all the way back down you go back six years I've been I've been posting a picture on Twitter every day for the last kind of five and a half years or wow like gosh wow and, that's um, quite the commitment it's it's yeah and uh, <laughs> and I, I haven't promised anyone I haven't told anyone no. to do it nobody's asked me to do it either <laughs> I wonder why no um but it was a process which I really learned over the last few years. I used to work um, kind of hand commerce, you know, with uh, oil paints and, mm-hmm. and pencils and, and art, art, you know, it's a very uh, literal uh, um, photorealistic yeah. portraits and, and cityscapes and, and you know, boring stuff, really. But wrestling kind of only really started recently, kind of putting those two things together. Mm. Mm. That's interesting because I, I was I used to dabble years and years ago when I was a kid and I was always I was I'm a big comic book fan so I like trying to draw graphic novels and that sort of thing and I remember somebody an art teacher taking me one side and saying look you're, you're picking the hardest thing here you know if you if you draw a fruit bowl for your GCSE you've got a decent chance but if you start trying to draw people you're, you're making a rod for your own back it's uh, it's not the easiest <laughs> thing to get right. Well, I know, you know, but then you look right back and say, well, what's, what's right? You know, I mean, you've got tons of musicians who, you know, Bob Dylan can't sing, but he's the greatest songwriter of the generation, you know, and, and you know, Picasso draws a fruit bowl differently from know, a different art, you know, and so a fruit bowl looks differently to whoever looks at it or draws it or sings about it or whatever it might be. So. Uh, art is so subjective. That's mm. it. Art teachers don't like to be told that. Though, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I did find that out the hard way, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Um, so t- tell us about your wrestling then. How did you get involved with that? Oh, that's, a, that's a long story. Um, kind of, as, as a fan, though, I mean, I, I remember it being on TV when I was a, a kid. Um, you know, British wrestling, uh, kind of mid-80s, um, hmm. still on. But then, you know, that, that's a dim childhood memory and I think the first thing that kind of really grabbed me was when they replaced the British stuff with with WCW on mm-hmm. Channel 3 and I remember their syndicated shows with um, Vader and and Sting and I remember me and my brother instantly drawn into that suddenly it was like superheroes and, and they were colorful and they grabbed us as kids and that, that was that was really interesting and then you know I, I kind of really drifted away from it i think the fandom only really awakened because i was i was 16 when austin won king of the ring mm. i think i was i was the perfect age for that that boom period to kind of um grab me and so you see then all of these guys you see uh foley 
And if you're watching, say, WCW as well, you see, uh, you see Liger and you see um, um, Benoit and, and these people. Mm. And as you start kind of reading the magazines and things, you, you then kind of see them you know, pictured in Japan and, and you see all of these tournaments that seem as if they have a lot more I don't know, prestige to them or they, they're real athletes because they've done X, Y, and Z in, in this country. And, mm. and then pursuing that. And um, I know, so, so from that age, from about 17 onwards, my, my fandom was really strong. Um, but then, you know, I, I, had, I had a lot of problems when I was a, a teenager and I, I had a, a, uh, an eating disorder and I, I ended up uh, weighing like three stone, three stone eight, three stone nine. Oh, with, gosh. Oh, I, can't, I can't do the, the kilograms. I don't know what that is. I don't know the conversion. Anyway, I was, I was admitted to hospital. I was in hospital for a, a long time. And um, you know, when I came out, I kind of needed something to uh, keep me healthy but in a in a in a way that I would be entertained by or because before exercise was was this thing that I would obsessively do. You know, it, mm. it wasn't something that was um, healthy for me, and so I needed some way to to get stronger and stay stronger or or to stay mm. healthy, and so as a way of also kind of repairing things uh, with Chris, with my brother, you know, we, we signed up for uh, training school. We signed up for the FWA in. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, South and we went and we did that and it, it was okay. I mean, there were some things I, I didn't like, but I mean, in general, we, we thought, okay, well, wrestling might work, maybe not here, but wrestling definitely might work. And on the way down, we were reading, uh, the PWI, the PWI 500, and we saw my brother was about to go off to university in uh, Coventry and work, and we saw uh, this guy Magic listed, and Magic was the NWA Hammerlock Junior Heavyweight at the time, a Junior Heavyweight Champion, and he had just opened a school in Coventry, and we thought, well, you're going there, and I'm doing nothing else, so so let's... <laughs> Let's go and and get trained by this guy, and, and he trained us, and so we we got into the the wrestling scene like that. Wow! Gosh, I had no idea. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. How long were you active for? Not, not very, not very, because my brother went off to Japan uh, in two thousand and and five. So maybe just on the UK scene, like four four years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so a very young Jack uh, Jack Saber, Zack Saber. Um, very young um uh jimmy havard um people who would then go on to do like, amazing things and like seeing fergal david and these mm. guys at shows and so then my, my brother went off to japan and uh i went then to to london i came over to spain and uh, when i was here i wanted to to continue wrestling, but nobody, nobody here really did it. Certainly not in the north of Spain. There's a, a couple of companies in in Madrid. I think there's one in mm-hmm. Barcelona. And I ended up, I ended up starting my own company here. I ended up, oh wow, uh, teaching people how to how to do it. Um, I got Doug Williams over, um, Joe Legend over, uh, Johnny oh, wow. Kidd over, just to just to teach and um, to give kind of the people here more of a, an idea of what mm. wrestling was and what it was about oh wow that's incredible so was that 
quite a gratifying experience then to pass things on you know I, I often find the sort of teaching is almost more enjoyable than the than the actual doing of yeah no it, it absolutely was I mean that, that side of it um uh I, I don't think they were all that interested in what I I consider it to be good wrestling because I, I love um I'm always going to love mat wrestling I'm always going to love um catch wrestling like mm. the, the wrestling I was taught in the um, and so here, because you're teaching people who've only ever seen um, the WWE. Sure. Um, say little intricacies. I mean, some people picked it up and the company's still going. I'm not, not involved with it anymore, but the company still exists. So more, more power to them. Mm. Um, oh, that's so really cool. There were, there were enough people involved and we ran shows and, you know, so, so definitely teaching it was, was good. But um, again, I mean, it, it ended up not being something positive for me i ended up pouring a, a lot of money into it and I, okay. I don't delegate well and so <laughs> no it, it was something that i needed to to kind of eventually step away from yeah fair enough that's funny you say about going to um the fwa was that in portsmouth yeah at the time yeah, yeah I, I did a couple of sessions down there as well actually i don't i, I don't know that we would have crossed paths it was right towards the end of uh, when they were training folks there, I think Mark Sloan had pretty much had enough of people like me turning up for one or two <laughs> sessions and then going again. But uh, yeah, it was quite, I, I went to a, a subsequent school in Swindon, which was much more welcoming. I mean, I wouldn't say the FWA was unwelcoming, but it was it was quite hard-nosed, I found, when I when I got there. I think that's it. I mean, I, um, I think Mark Sloan, that was, it's the minute you mentioned it, I started to think, what was the name of the two? Oh, yeah. Um, and I met him a couple of times as well. And he, he seems lovely. I'm sure he's a, he's a wonderful human being. I, I don't know anything else about him. But the, the, the way in which they would train people is like, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, they were making, you know, the, the first time people had got in the ring, they were, they were trying to get people who were physically, physically unable to do what they were asking them to do. It's like, so now you must flip out of the ring. It's like this guy who was obviously physically not capable of it and obviously uncertain about doing it. And they were forcing him to do it. And I, I think that was the main thing that made me think, well, yeah, wrestling is is good, but this way of teaching people is is not necessarily good because wrestling mm. is, is art. Wrestling is a story. Wrestling is whatever you want it to be. And if you can't flip out of the ring, then don't flip out of the ring. Roll Absolutely. out of the ring or step out. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, um, I think um, in, a, in a lot of places, again, it's, it's not just that there is this fixed mentality of wrestling is this, but wrestling is, is everything. Wrestling mm-hmm. is, is everything you possibly want it to be. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. It, it, was, it was terrifying. Now. I remember going up on the train um, from Salisbury to Portsmouth, which isn't the longest train journey in the world, but it was long at the time. And I, was, I absolutely bricked it all the way there. And then to walk in and there was not a friendly face inside. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. No, no, no. <laughs> back no. to the backyard I go. Um. <laughs> well, we we even tried to go up there as teenagers. My dad drove us up there one time and then we couldn't to try and go. And we got to the industrial unit and there was just nobody there. <laughs> so we were just like, well, back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, I crossed paths with Mark Sloan years later. I was working, oh well, I was volunteering for this other company in Swindon. That was um for FW, I shout them out. I don't think they're running anymore, but they were lovely. And they were running a show. And you know, if you're a trainee, you have to earn your stripes so you help out. And Mark Sloan had turned up with this crazy big video camera. 
it was huge this thing he said right we need somebody to film it you're tall with relatively wide shoulders can you film it and I said yeah yeah no worries at all and he, he handed me the camera and he looked at me like dead in my eyes and you know he's not a big man and I'm like six three and he was like if you drop this I'll kill you I'm like, oh okay great this should be a fun show um and sure enough we're in the middle of a, the show and uh pack I think he was yeah he was pack back then as well was on and he was about to do a you know tope suicida and that man moves at an ungodly speed <laughs> and I was trying to film it and I had no idea how far he was going to fly out of the ring and I was just stood you know sort of at the at the hard cam side filming and I just felt like this this hand come across me and just yank me out of the way <laughs> and he was like remember what I said about the camera <laughs> and it was Mark Stone <laughs> so he both scared me and possibly saved my life as well <laughs> swings and roundabouts swings and roundabouts yeah hey ho <laughs> um, so let's talk a bit more about your love of wrestling because you were saying that you're interested in catch that's kind of what got you i mean is that remain true to this day or has your tastes evolved as, as time's gone on no i, I think you know, probably that's that's probably the the style of wrestling i'm, I'm going to get drawn into most but i mean again i mean every, everything's good um if you look at it from from the perspective that's required from it i mean if, if you go and you watch a comedy and you expect to see not people getting blown up then you're going to be disappointed but i mean if you go and you're looking for laughs and then you're it depends to... how bad the comedy is but yeah depends no. it does <laughs> no but i mean so so gleet is is exciting for me mm. and the, the the genuine kind of interest i think in, in continuing that whole uwf style and um um shibata coming back and, and the disciples oh, wow. of shibata and, and all of that so that, that that's fun for me but like also I, I saw this morning that um shida had just been announced for for tokyo yoshi pro from yes um so she's with hikari no and that, that's gonna be good um so I, there's there's lots of stuff mm. i mean there's lots of, of fun stuff and um i don't know what, what else was i looking at before we chatted i was looking at the card for the uh, strong tapings in in hollywood and they've got some mad matches. Um, they, they've really got something going there, haven't they? Yeah. They're strong. You know what so. they really do, I think, as um, again, just as a place where uh, all of this talent can can kind of come together. I think actually, uh, like the genuine fluidity, I think, of um, the wrestlers being the important people, not not the companies or the the, the broadcasting companies they work for, but. The, the actual wrestlers themselves choosing where to go and, and mm. choosing to make the best product just by working together. I think that that's really exciting. For mm. It's a lovely time of the second, you know, where well, with the exception of WWE, I suppose, although not really, they did something at Royal Rumble, but, you know, largely with the exception of WWE, folk can seem to drift around where they choose. You know, you had Jay White turn up on... AEW, as you said, Sheeda's just gone to TJPW. There doesn't seem to be the constraints that there, mm. there were when when we were growing up. You know, where you know if you were signed to this company, that's where you were, and you wrestled these, you know, forty folk and and nobody else. So yeah. it's it's dream matches just seem to crop up on a monthly basis, which is a really nice thing. I mean, Noah versus Sheeda for me is going to be is wonderful. I can't wait for that match. So. How did the idea for the books come around then? So where, when did that initially um, germinate in your mind? Um, well, for my books, um, 
because I've been working with with my brother on on his book um, Eggshells for the mm. for the previous year and a half. I think we we just stopped that, and we'd gone to Suzuki's um, anniversary show in Yokohama, and um, he'd he'd given the book over and and. Uh, to them and and uh, it was this big experience we were sponsors of the the show or he was sponsored the book was a sponsor of the show and so so we were both there and I, I had a sensation of, of that sort of ending and I, I had enjoyed for the last or the previous you know, year and a bit my brother just telling me okay give me a picture of this give me a picture of this give me a picture of this and so I, I liked very much having that structure rather than waking up in the morning of and thinking what what who who can I look at today? Mm. Who, what, what can I look at that? So I liked having that set thing. And I think, well, how then can I, in, in the most positive way possible and including as many people as possible, put together these pictures that I do on a daily basis, like, like I said earlier, anyway. And how, how can I make the most positive use of that? And so kind of starting the process, trying to think of, of getting as many people into a broader kind of consciousness, if that, if that makes sense, mm. making people aware of the largest number of people possible, they well, what kind of project would allow me to do that? And I've kind of, I, I, I got into the headset of, well, why can't I just literally catalog the entire wrestling industry? And then, well, that, that, that would be impossible. Um, and then you start adding <laughs> restrictions or you, you start adding a framework to that larger, broader idea and you reduce it down until it, it's manageable. And then it was like, okay, well, what, are, what about champions and, and what about what companies? And it gradually came down to the nowhere and, and New Japan and old Japan, but that was only after working out BJW, Dragon Gate, K-Dojo, you know, so we had all of those companies kind of planned first and kind of whittled everything down. And then I saw on Twitter kind of, uh, this fella, John Snowden, Kind of sending out a message like if anyone has an idea for a wrestling book get in contact because mm. he was starting his own um, publishing company i was like ah, fuck it. and so i sent him a message and um he got back and i was like yeah and so so there after he'd said yes and he sort of agreed to publish it, it was like, okay well, well so that's it now i've got to start writing and, and do it <laughs> did, you, did he give you a time scale to do that in or was it sort of relatively relaxed um no it, there was a relative amount of pressure to certainly get a proof of concept. I think mm. he wanted a, a, a functioning chapter or a functioning section just to see what it would be like within within a month or so. So it was instantly kind of go and, and start writing because I'm I'm not I'm not really a writer. I, I I don't. It's not like I don't enjoy it. It's not like I don't. But I I'd never consider myself a writer. You know, my mm. brother's a writer. You know, I'm I'm not. On, I, can, I can draw pictures and so it was a case of um, trying to to learn how to write or trying to communicate in a way that would be sort of accessible but mm-hmm. at the same time scholarly is not the right word but I wanted to sound smart <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and so I, I don't know yeah so that was that was a busy month and um, you know I, I, I work as well you know and so it, it, most most evenings just taken up with that and um once i got that together he was trying to get this done by summer so i had about six months to do the, the first book gosh wow it sounds like a long time but i think when you when you read the book and see the amount of detail that's yes. gone into it that that sounds like it was pretty speedy to be fair 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they say the the one which I've just done, um, it was was self published. I mean, the 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 J Crown edition, and it, it nonstop um, writing and drawing for a year, mm. and that sounds like a long time. You start, you, you look into the future, and you say, okay, well, maybe by the end of 2021, this will be finished. And <laughs> it just, it just disappears. And it's the fact mm. that we're, we're, we're in February now. I don't know what day it is. What month it is. <laughs> it's going by so fast. Oh gosh. You know, time's just skating away. It really sounds like it was really good for you kind of imposing order on chaos, you know, like having that framework to operate under, you know, and the other thing I sort of really noticed, you definitely could have gotten away with less detail in the almost like biographies under each person but i love the fact that they're you know as detailed and intricate as they are yeah it's so good i don't think people would necessarily like have liked the book any less if it was more truncated but i love that it's just so detailed oh man thank you thank you thank you um i think definitely the first couple of books i i feel like i shortchanged to a few people i feel like i didn't put enough into into their stories and mm. I think that's something that the more recent book allowed me to to really go into um, a little bit more, like say uh, Takada um, in the second book. I, and what well, he's in both books, in the first one and the second one, um, he gets what, three or four paragraphs and, and you can't really talk about Takada in, in four paragraphs and that's mm. him and that's his life. And so in, in this book, you get like a full page um, mm. Some people get two pages um, going into what the UWF was and and how he came to work for them and you know how his career tra- trajectory kind of went from being the, the golden boy of, of Inoki and and then like their great rivals in the early nineties and then his, his subsequent um, MMA stuff. I mean, so I think no, it's the fact that I wanted to write by people. I think mm. if, if you're in the books then you're all as as important as each other and that was the whole idea um and i get that it, that is the whole idea with uh, the the twitter page everyone mm. i put up there I, it's it's because because you're doing something amazing you know you're, mm. you're you're sacrificing your body and your your mind and you're doing all this just for our fun and entertainment so i kind of i wanted to, to honor those people and so i wanted to try and put as much of important or relevant information in there as as possible on the twitter page do you get any have you ever had any engagement from wrestlers because i would feel like if i was a wrestler and you hadn't drawn my picture yet i maybe (laughs) hadn't done as well as i thought i would (laughs) no no one no one has ever demanded demanded i draw them no no but no i mean i've been i've been very very fortunate i mean a, a lot of people have been incredibly kind and and no a lot of um uh, just, just stupidly nice people. Lots of people retweet. Lots of people share. Rocky Romero's a, a lovely man. Chris Hero's a lovely man. They, they've reached out. Um, That's really good to hear because they're two people I think of as being like good eggs. So to hear just, that they really are can't can't say enough words, you know, about them. Like last night, I put up um, this guy Brian Keith, um, who's the the new Texas Pro Champion. He's he's going to be amazing this year, and he's. Uh, I, I want to say not a good friend, you know, I, I don't know him from, from Adam, but like, I've just met you two and you seem nice. So you're my friends now. And so, <laughs> and, you know, so 
I, I think that's it. I mean, it's, it's again, just kind of building connections and wrestling again, is everything. Wrestling is the podcast. Wrestling is the fan art. Wrestling is the people who make your t-shirts. Wrestling is the referee, the fans, and it's, it's a community and it's a culture. So we've, mm-hmm. you can all in some way, find a way to, to work together and bring it to, to say a, a larger audience or a more, um, Know, conscious audience or, or people who are who are genuinely working for the good of of wrestling mm. um then uh, everything would be so much better no but it, it, you were talking maybe about say negativity before or, or um you know how how awesome your your listeners were i think that's it, it's again it's it's because you're good good people you know and, it's and so just, mm. that's it and, and just trying to cultivate a, a positive uh, community and and so no I mean I, I've had a lot of, of very very um, positive feedback from wrestling I think without that I wouldn't have I don't have I, I don't have a popular Twitter account I mean, I, or a, a massive Twitter account but I've got a lot of people who, who see it and um, I think without that engagement without yeah. that positive engagement or your people retweeting or sharing I, I wouldn't have that number of people that I can engage with mm. on a regular basis, which I'm mm. just so lucky for. It's so positive, isn't it? Mm. I think as well, if you're ever having doubts, you're like, do I want to keep doing this? And then you sometimes you just get like a lovely message out of the blue from somebody and you're like, oh, it's all worth worthwhile. Like sometimes we'll just get like little tweets from people who are just like, you know, sometimes it's hard doing a weekly podcast sometimes, but getting the lovely messages from people, we just go, yeah, it's all worth it. Yeah, I can imagine. It's, it's particularly hard for you, Gareth, because you edit it. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I can sit here and say I have a hard time. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, totally. It is. It's, it's, you, get, you get out what you put in in many ways. So mm. yeah, it's, it's a nice thing. Right, let me draw you over to some sillier questions briefly for an interlude, <laughs> if I may. So we... Tend to ask these to all our guests, and we're, we're keeping a, a bit of a running score, particularly on favourite pizza toppings. So I'll hit you with that one first. What what would be your favourite pizza topping? That's the hardest question you've asked. So far. <laughs> uh, don't anyone say we don't ask the hard hitting questions. <laughs> I, mean, I think honestly, uh, I don't, and I don't know because when I left England, they didn't do it in many places, but carbonara. I, lo- I love um, carbonara on, on pizza. So that, oh, that's wow. just bacon, cream, and, and cheese, and, and mushrooms. And it's- What it's a combo. I've nice. never heard of that on a pizza. That sounds amazing. Never. That's it. They still don't do it. They should. They should. You have to find that one, Liam. That does yeah. sound like your cup of tea, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Maybe yeah, sends the bacon there. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, my, my granddad lives in Spain and they're not, they, they're getting better, but they're certainly not big on uh, vegetarian food where he lives anyway. So I might have to take my own veggie bacon over, which might look a bit odd. <laughs> so another one we like to ask is, I don't know if there's 7-Elevens in uh, Spain, but kind of favourite convenience store snacks? Mercadona. Mercadona, yeah. No, um, over here, uh, and um, again, in the UK, they didn't have them, uh, but they're, they're called Pink Panthers and they're like Twinkies. Oh, but they're covered in some pink goo. Um, <laughs> sort of, and I, I shouldn't like them and I shouldn't buy them. And I, I insist maybe they're for my daughter when we go in, but they're all for me. And um, <laughs> I, I like them. They're, they're called Pink Panthers. Um, otherwise, otherwise, what would I, Kinder Eggs. Yep. I'd, I'd buy Kinder Eggs because <laughs> I, love, I love the toy and I love the chocolate. So, no. Very good. <laughs> 
Are you a fan of karaoke? And if so, what's your song? I'm not, I'm not a fan of karaoke. I, I, I've never, I've never had the pleasure. I've never, um, I've never had enough friends mm-hmm. to <laughs> to <laughs> drag me to a karaoke or or partake. I used to, I used to torture people with with my guitar and my own songs. I would never, I've never, I've never done karaoke. I would like to do karaoke. Yeah. So that could possibly lead us on to our next song, uh, next uh, question. Then, so, have you got any hobbies or interests? You just mentioned playing the guitar, but any anything that uh, people might not know about? Uh, um, uh, um, no, well, not really. Well, no, I, I I used to wrestle, and and I I love wrestling. Obviously, I've written a book of poetry. I don't think. Oh, wow. um, so oh, that's wow. out there. I, so no, I I like literature. I like mm. I like poems. I love I love music, and so I when I first came here, I mean that's it. I'd I'd play in bars and I'd I'd sell pictures in, mm. in little galleries, and so that that's how I made my money. So no, uh, guitar, music, writing, books, communication, all all that. It's all good. Oh, very good. Art is obviously when I say art, I'm the all-encompassing. You know, anything sort of artistic is obviously very, very important to you, which I think is is lovely. You know, I think that's a, it's the way to be. Like that's how we make life enjoyable as humans is is mm. making and in, in enjoying art. No, that's it. I mean, it's it's whether you kind of write it or sing it or wrestle it. I mean, it, it's all kind of like channeling whatever special thing there is in inside us and, and communicating and that's it wrestling wrestling is art wrestling is, is an extension of that oh 100 yeah i'm i'm very much of the the view that wrestling is an art form big time i know not everybody takes that view so i like that as a collective here we are all very much of that that opinion 100 yeah but what sort of music are you into or what sort of music do you play the second question is difficult <laughs> the first one <laughs> <laughs> no for anything i mean i uh Love, I mean, uh, anything from from very very dense doom metal to to hip hop to to techno to, to again. I mean, it's it depends what you're going for. We're kind of in an odd living situation at the moment. I mean, we were thrown out of our our last home because the people we were renting it from decided to sell it after <laughs> the first wave of the the, the pandemic. Worst. Yeah, we've been sort of moving around a little bit, so I haven't been able to listen because mm. because I'm a luddite and I I love putting music into a proper music player and and listening to it rather than having an mp3 file or or whatever there's nothing like it no i'm very much of that opinion too so i have a Mm. i have a record player and i love just you know the fact that you kind of have to engage with it more you know you listen to a a full album or at least the full side of a record and you know you have to get up and you have to change it and that you get the beautiful artwork because there's so much great album artwork out there Mm. so to kind of kind of cast that aside via spotify you know i think is a real sh- is a real shame so it, i still a- very much engage with physical physical media so Big you know you, you're, not, you're not alone as a as a luddite as you say i think especially with hip-hop as well a like part of the 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 album notes are almost as important as the album itself i used to think because like yeah. who are they shouting out who are they not shouting out like it was all part <laughs> of the storyline so no yeah, to, to lose that's huge and it, this is it. I mean, it's like so i've got I mean, um, part of my massive collection, which is all in boxes, you know, like the signed Gangstar albums and oh, uh, wow. st- stuff which, um, you know, at odd time where, where I met Guru and we hung out and um, and he gave me 
the uh, an into the future mixtape that he was doing. It was going to be Jasmine Pet, the fourth Jasmine Pet. Wow. And um, the, the pure treasure, pure gold, and on it. It's yeah. Two Matt Guru piece. And it, it's, you, you you don't get that with an MP3 file. You can't get someone yeah. to send your iPad or iPod. <laughs> or, so, it's it no, that's that's a treasure for me. Yeah, oh, no. that's amazing. Gosh, how did you meet Guru? Working in hotels, it, working in hotels, you meet mm. everybody. Working nights at hotels, you meet people at their most vulnerable and most interesting. <laughs> so, um, I, I bet you've got some. You know, that's for a different podcast. But I bet you've got some <laughs> stories. You know, that's it. funnily enough, we when my partner and I used to live uh, above quite a small nightclub. And for whatever reason, they booked a QLMC from Jurassic 5 to perform at this club. And one of our friends worked there and she, she rang the door and she's like, look, we just realized we don't actually have a green room. And this guy's got about 10, 10 guys with him. Any chance they could just kind of hang out in your flat, you know, before the show. <laughs> so, so sure enough, up comes Akil and, and 10 other blokes and all in our tiny flat and they were, you know, scrutinizing the cd collection which i'd hastily reorganized um <laughs> and you know drinking tea and looking at our, we had pet degus at the time and they were like man i remember akil saying to me like so you keep rats i'm like no but they're not not rats they're, they're, they're like posh rats and you know <laughs> <laughs> it was such a surreal experience but yeah i met i met ozamotli um the band that, that Charlie Tuna worked with. Is it? No, right. um, they, were, they were lovely people as well. I mean, that, that's it. There's a, and you meet people out of context or you meet people out of character. And mm. suddenly you realize we're all the same. And we're just, you're being decent. We're being decent. Here, have some tea and look at my pets. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the thing, isn't it? I think, you know, the longer we've kind of done this as well, you know, we're meeting wrestlers that and chatting to wrestlers that we both you know really admire and love their work of but you, know, you sit down and chat to them and they're just you know you just soon realize they're just people like us and people yeah yeah, yeah just nice people trying those early interviews we were both just like oh god and <laughs> you know really so much sort of time and working and wanting to be sort of super prepared and obviously we want to be super prepared still but like we're kind of it's easier to kind of go with the flow now and just be like we just want to have a conversation you want the human aspect yeah. as well you know and you don't necessarily get that if you stick to the questions rigidly you know yeah. you've got to that's been an evolution but yeah it's all about interacting isn't it yeah. connectivity and, and all that. so let's just head back to the books for a second so one of the questions that i was really wondering about was did you have there been any wrestlers that have been particularly easy or particularly challenging to draw or are they all kind of much the same um I'd, I'd kind of always say for for easy I mean if we go with the, it's always the people that I think I I engage with my other people who who are my favorites and mm -hmm. I shouldn't have favorites again it's you can't say who your favorite wrestler is when you're when you love everything or whatever but like mm -hmm. uh, Sasuke is always going to be incredibly um relaxing to draw for me i love drawing sasuke and mm -hmm. um just just people that who, whose work i enjoy i enjoy looking at for a few hours or i you know enjoy working through so Mino suzuki is is always going to be fun to draw uh, maki ito is always fun to draw and they always kind of come out well and and i think that a lot of that is due to the fact that I'm just I'm, I'm enjoying the process of 
taking a bit of your soul and putting it on the papers. <laughs> Suzuki and Ito are both so evocative as well. Like they're just expressive. Yeah. But that's it. And so I mean, that the opposite is also true. I think the people that I have trouble drawing are the people who you know, take more than two or three goes or, you know, the numbers of times I, I rub stuff out or correct mm. stuff and it, it tears the paper. Like Takada actually is not easy to draw. I always used to say Ricky Joshu was the worst person to draw because he's just all folds he's very soft um <laughs> kawada as well because he's just round it's it's very easy to get mm. kawada wrong like facially mm. i just kind of assumed that it would be kind of people that are very maybe very stoic are harder to to draw like that you know they've got like more fixed expression perhaps less kind of variety but yeah that's just me taking a wild guess no, definitely definitely less fun to draw i think I, you can draw say somebody who's expressionless i think but if you're featureless it's it's yeah. it's harder you know so mm. um I don't know, eventually I mean, i've got to the point now i think where you can definitely see who i'm drawing most of the time <laughs> without <laughs> needing to read the caption who is this what is it um so, so yeah i mean that's it as long as you have prominent features we're, we're good yeah i always thought the the, the thing that I used to like drawing the most was anything with like a mask. And so, you know, I was drawn to Sasuke, Ultimo Dragon, people like that. Those are the people that I first really engaged with. Probably not unlike the superheroes that I liked. You know, that was probably the connection. But yeah, that. so I imagine, you know, the more elaborate the costume, the more fun you've got to play with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's it. I mean, again, going back to, say, the writing and and writing pages and pages and I'm, I'm unfortunately because i've committed to the whole daily thing like it's a daily operation till i till i can't do it anymore um it means i've had to do over the last year you know i've been drawing on the end of people's kitchen tables i've been drawing with maybe half an hour to do something um because i've got my daughter and i've got work mm. and x y and z um, so I fear sometimes, you know, I haven't been able to give people their due and I, I, when planning, well, what am I going to be doing now? Although there might be someone in the most amazing mask set up and incredible glittery cape, I, I wouldn't do it justice. So I might, I might choose not to do that. And I just wish, um, I could do everyone justice. You know, I wish I could have the time to sit down and, and properly do this as the mm -hmm. only thing I did, but you know, Life, life's not there yet all in due time yeah it's, it's the <laughs> agony and the ecstasy of loving something so much but it not being your full full-time gig oh god yeah absolutely yeah, unless you get incredibly i think we're, we're all there you know, and, and that's it no totally so I'm, I'm conscious we've taken up a lot of your time thank you for being so generous with it so with the the series of books I mean, the most recent one very much spoke to me because there was a, a you know, it was an emphasis on junior heavyweights or, you know, that kind of style of wrestling, which was just wonderful. Um, so what's the, what are the plans for the future? Have you got more books in mind? Uh, how, how far does this series go? Um, well, if you'd asked me, I think maybe uh, a couple of months ago, I'd have still been high on the whole kind of, yep. And we're going to do this and then we're going to do this plan and i've already got somebody working on this and it's going to be great and then maybe a couple of weeks ago it's like well maybe now i'm really tired maybe, <laughs> maybe 
<laughs> maybe if I can, maybe I can do this. And so I think until yesterday, I was, I was still working on a very, very specific, oh no, no, this is going to be this year's plan. But I mean, going is like all the way back to when we, we started talking, you know, like when I was younger, and I, I had a complete crash and, and this, I used to walk like 20 miles a day. I used to be able to do 500 press-ups. You know, this is all when weighing four stone, nothing. Mm. And the minute the I was stopped. The minute I was taken away from it, I couldn't walk anymore. The minute that I tried to get out of, say, the hospital bed, I couldn't because suddenly gravity had just fucking hit. Mm. And um, I'm conscious, I think, of the fact that um, I need to be a better dad, I think. And I, I'm conscious of the fact that I need to um, be better to myself. Because, like, last year as well, I had I had a few health problems. I ended up in hospital. And, oh, nice. and I, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. Yeah. Mm. And I think uh, there are things that I, I want to do and there are things that are going to happen. And there is um, another book um, coming, whether it will be this year or whether it will be the year yeah. after. I think um, for now, we'll, we'll just kind of leave a, a date open. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to cover the companies that I'd said before. I'd like to cover BJW. I'd love to cover uh, Dragon Gate. I'd like to get them into a J. Crown mm. book. I want to do... Uh, my, purely because Chris said I couldn't do it, but I'm, I'm going to eventually catalogue everyone who's worked for New Japan. And oh, have, wow. That's a job and a half. Goodness. He sees it, it it's physically impossible, but it's, they exist, and so I can put them on paper, and so I can put... It's, it's been tough actually tracking down some of the, the earlier people, but I mean, um, uh, because they, they had you know, Americans come in just for the, the first show for the opening series and then never seen mm. it again. yeah but no it started that process and so that's that's fun whether that would just be pictures or, or biographies as well i don't know mm. that's coming so lots of stuff sort of swirling around but yeah i think it sounds smart putting a kind of question mark over like when we'll see it realized just yeah like you say got to take care of yourself got to be a good dad and then the work will come when it comes. The appetite's still going to be there for it. On top of that, just just again trying to stick to the idea of, of building a, a community and, yeah. and building um, people that I can I can work with. I'm, I'm not a writer, you know. I, I, I like drawing and I can draw, and I've got. I'm always up for doing something stupid. So, like, if you have a, a book plan, a, a multimedia plan, a movie you want to do, whatever, fuck it, yeah, let's do it. And so I, I want to work with more people. I think that just in general, I want to work with mm. more people on, on more things. Amazing. So and you're open for business. So with that in mind, give us your plugs, Matt. <laughs> there are books on, on Amazon. And my name <laughs> is, is Matt Charlton. And the books are RJ Crown, Volume 1, Volume 2, and the J Crown Edition. Um, I have Shining Wizard Designs on Instagram and Shining Wizard DS on Twitter because Shining Wizard Designs was too long a name for Twitter <laughs> when I started Shining Wizard DS and yeah I mean I generally don't like I said talk to people but like if you send me a, a direct message if you say hi I, I'll get back to you and be a person to you and um, just just again I'm just so thankful and thank you for for wanting to talk to me and thank you for, for supporting me I, I appreciate it no it's, it's been a pleasure we love the art we love the books this has been a real treat for us, you know, on a, on a Friday morning. I should say as well. So if you, if you type into Amazon, Matt Charlton, the books come up immediately, but something you, you might not be aware of is, um, so I got 
the uh, illustrated guide J Crown, I think it was the first one. Um, my wife got it for me for Christmas last year. And I asked her, how did you find this? And she said that she typed in Japanese wrestling book in into Amazon and that came up. And I was like, oh, wow, that's good. So that's some SEO for you there, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very positive indeed. All right, Matt, what a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate that. Um, it's It's been a, an absolute pleasure. And folks, if you haven't already, do check out the books. As Matt said, they're on Amazon. We'll stick some links in the notes and obviously share it on Twitter as well. But do get involved. And uh, we'll be back after this. Thanks again. And we're back. So that was the lovely Matt Charlton. I love that conversation. I really, really enjoyed that conversation. You know, it was so interesting to get Matt's insight and also to learn more about the man himself. There's so many things I didn't realize, had no idea that he or indeed Chris had undergone any wrestling Mm. training. So this was all news to me really fascinating to hear so yeah it was lovely to you know hear stories and exchange stories just a really pleasant conversation it really felt to me sort of afterwards you know we basically just recorded us making a new friend in real time (laughs) yeah yeah so true so true and hopefully we can get matt on again Uh, i'd love to get his insight going forward on different on different topics yeah 100 percent. yeah so i think touch wood that's me touching myself uh (laughs) yeah You because hold on because that's Gareth's surname. Um, nothing, before anybody yeah, nothing dodgy. yeah, no, nothing uh, dodgy. Jesus, uh, man, <laughs> hey, what are you uh, doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd really love to get him back on and kind of touch wood. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll have him back on and get his thoughts in future. Absolutely, 100%. All right, folks, that's uh, quite a long one, so we're going to leave you there. hope you enjoyed it. As mentioned, you can find all of Matt's books on Amazon. Do check him out as well on Twitter. He's at ShiningWizardDs. Um, we'll, we'll share a link for that one as well, but that's ShiningWizardDs, uh, Shining Wizard Designs. You get a new image every single day. That man is committed. Uh, it was uh, one of our pal, Bally and Aki, yeah. quite recently. Aki has was made exciting it. to see. He's officially made it. Good for him. So, And this is the thing. This is the gauge to use. The barometer for success in Japan. Has Matt drawn this person? Yeah. If not, <laughs> they don't exist. So <laughs> anyway, um, let's rock out of here. Tell us what you thought about the episode. And if you can think of anybody else um, sort of away from the ignorant competitors that you think might be interesting guests, let us know. We'd love to hear about them. Um, you can find us on the socials and Twitter and Instagram in particular. It's at WrestlingPod. That's Wrestling About The E. You can send us an email. We're WrestlingPod at gmail.com. Again, Wrestling About The E. All the links that you could possibly need are at WrestlingPod.com, including personal Twitters, places to listen, and all that kind of good stuff. And I think, gang, that's us for this week. We're going to be back most likely early next week with, good Lord, another interview crazy stuff keep it locked on the socials to find out more information but in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the grabs